Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map, and that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church, and when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Do you want to know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? Really? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Because it's a big one. I mean, I honestly, I don't even think it's a pet peeve. I, I think it's just wrong. Like, seriously, it's just wrong. You get what I'm saying? You have things like that in your life that you're like, that's not even a pet peeve. That's just wrong. Are you sure you really want me to tell you? Okay, then. You you asked for it. Being late. Ah, talk about frustration. What's frustrating is being late or people who are consistently late. I'm not talking about the person who was late one time. I'm talking about the people who are consistently late. I mean, you, you schedule a time for something. You, you, you show up on time, like you should, and now you're doomed to sit in the parking lot until the late party shows up. Or, or people in, in churches across America who, who always show up like right before the preaching, and that's their home church. They know what time church starts. Or that teenager who is still in the bathroom, you know, taking a shower, and you were supposed to leave for the doctor's office literally six minutes ago. Yes, specifically, six minutes ago, because I'm super specific when it comes to time. Yeah, I mean, you heard about the two high schoolers who arrived late for a very important test at school. The teacher was frustrated. They were troublemakers. They had a history of purposely missing tests. And so they had grease on their arms, walked in with just this mischievous smile and said, well, we, we had a blowout on a bicycle. The teacher sat them down and said, okay, I'll make your test easy. I'm going to stand between your desks, no looking at each other, no talking, or it's an automatic F, but if you answer one single question right, I'll give you an A+. The young men happily agreed. They said, what's the question? The teacher sat them down and said, which tire? Blue. Hey, that, that's a great response, isn't it? There's a story told of a Catholic priest and, and uh, just... They're good to make jokes about. And uh, but there was a story of a Catholic priest who was retiring. And after 25 years in the same parish, uh, Mr. Williams, this quote-unquote priest, was saying his goodbyes at his retirement dinner. A, prom- a prominent member in the congregation who was a leading politician had been asked to give a short speech, but he was very late. So this priest took upon himself the, to fill the time and stood up to the microphone and he said, I remember the first confession I heard about 25 years ago. It worried me so much. I don't even, I, I thought that I had come to the wrong place. It was my very 
first confession that I had in this parish, and he said that it's still the worst I've ever heard. This man had confessed that he had stolen money from his parents, um, he had stolen money from his employer, he had taken many hard drugs, he was still addicted to drugs, he'd committed many violent acts, and he never told the truth to anyone, and he wanted to ruin the world someday. And, and the priest continued, he said, you can imagine what I thought. I mean, however, I am pleased to say that as time went on, I soon realized that this guy was just a frightful exception and that this place was a great place and was filled with many wonderful people. At that point, the politician arrived. He apologized for being late. He rushed up to the platform and immediately stepped to the microphone, pulled his speech from his pocket and said, I'll always remember when the priest first came to our parish. In fact, I'm pretty certain that I was the first person, first person in the parish that he had heard a confession from. <laughs> That's what you get for being late, right? And so I'll be frank and give you a serious take. A lack of punctuality is a lack of maturity. Now, I know that's going to be hard for some to swallow, but a lack of punctuality is a lack of maturity. Be punctual. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. There are going to be times when the unimaginable happens and you won't be able to make it completely on time. The, the dog just escaped off its leash and is chasing the neighbor's kid. Uh, a snake slithered into your bedroom. A nuclear bomb went off in the front yard. Yes, there are times when you have reasons for being late, but it should never be because of your lack of planning and your lack of trying. Be on time. Be punctual. Now, I know for many it's not easy. But just commit to being on time. And I'm going to give you the number one thing that will help you in being punctual. The number one thing. Here it is. Are you ready? Are you ready to find out the number one thing? It will change your life. The number one thing that will help you to be punctual. Here it is. The number one thing is know what time it is. Now, I, I know that seems kind of obvious, but you have to know what time it is to be punctual. So many people don't know what time it is and they're late because they never looked at the time. Now, obviously, you have to plan what time to leave based on what time you're supposed to arrive at whatever you're doing. All right, so you need to know the time. You need to know what time you're supposed to leave. But everything is based on time. And there is no better way than to keep time than an old-fashioned smartphone. A smartphone? Wait, that's a, that's a mistake. I meant to say the best tool you have to keep track of time is your smartwatch. You see, it keeps track of my text like, oh, wait a second, there's one coming in right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, where, where were we at? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about smartwatches, and it keeps track of my texts, my steps, my heart rate, my calendar, my reminders, and as stated, it keeps track of time. For instance, right now, it is, uh, oh, man, it just went dead. Oh, I must have forgot to charge it last night. Now, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course. I, I don't have a smartwatch. They look pretty cool. Maybe you get one one day. But the best tool you have to keep track of time isn't your smartphone, and it isn't your smartwatch. The best tool you have to keep track of time is just an old-fashioned watch or an old-fashioned clock. You say, why? Because compared to a smartphone or compared to a smartwatch, the battery, if you, have a, if you have just a normal watch, the battery in a watch will last two to five years compared to a 24-hour smartphone or smartwatch battery. At best, 24 hours. 
Um, a normal watch doesn't cause me to keep looking at my smartwatch screen and tapping it while people in real life are talking to me because it's just a watch. A normal watch isn't a distraction when I'm having my quiet time with the Lord. It's not vibrating on my wrist or dinging. It's just a watch. It just keeps track of time. And so I think in many regards, just a normal watch is the best way to go for both men and women. And so you can get just a normal watch, one that has a battery, often referred to as a quartz watch. Of course, when we go into the automatic side of watches, that's a completely different subject for a completely different time. I'm a big automatic watch guy. But I think a watch is just great, and um, just a normal watch or a normal clock. Now, that's a hot take in today's world. And if you wear a smartwatch, great. I really don't have a problem with you. Who knows? I might get one one day. But no matter what, learn to keep track of time. And that's what a watch allows you to do. It's not there to make your outfit look better, though I think it can add some style to your outfit or whatever you want to go down on that track. But the point of it is to keep track of time. And when you keep track of time, whether it is your smartphone, which can tell you the time, it can be effective. There are many ways and effective ways a smartphone can keep track of time for you. Or whether it be a smartwatch, which there's a lot of functionality with the smartwatch, or if it's just a normal watch, the number one thing you need to do is to keep track of the time. Now, on the area of watch buying, if you're like, you know what, you're right, I'm going to go buy a watch, but don't you need like $300 to buy a good watch? No, that's false. You can buy a great watch for under 50 bucks, under 25 bucks. Um, there's some great watches out there. If you'd like to um, hear a few of my recommendations, you can always email me. That email is joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. But you know, a watch also adds a level of history to your outfit, to what you're wearing, because watches have been around for so, so long. They originally started with guys taking their pocket watches, and what they would do is during military times, they would take these pocket watches, and they would attach a strap to them and put a pocket watch on their wrist, and that's really how wrist watches started. But all aside, whether you use a smartphone, whether you use a smart watch, whether you use a watch, whether you use a clock, whatever it may be, the number one tool to being on time is to keep track of the time. When you keep track of the time, you will be on time. Now, here's some other helpful tips to make you or to help you be more punctual. They won't make you be more punctual. They'll help the, you, though, if you actually use them. Number one, learn to time how long it takes to get somewhere on the average day. So, for instance, if you're going to church, time yourself one Sunday. Time yourself several Sundays and just see what is the average time it takes us to get to church. For my family, it takes us an average time of about 10 to 12 minutes, depending on how fast I'm driving and the traffic, to get to my church. And so whatever that time is, I'm going to give myself a cushion of 10 minutes or more. Because remember, to be five minutes early is to be on time. And sometimes preferably, like church, it's good to get there maybe 20 minutes early maybe 15 minutes early because of the fellowship and the great things going on at church even before the services start. So for instance, for me and my family, if our service starts at 6, now it's it's different for me. I'm on staff. I need to be there about an hour early to get things set up and make sure everything's ready to go. But let's just say I was just a, a layman and I was just going to church to be part of the services like normal. If that was me, then I know it takes about 10 to 12 minutes to get to church. I'm going to side on the safe side and say it takes 12 minutes. I want to get there, let's say, 10 minutes early. So what time do I need to leave if my services start at 6 o'clock? Seems like math class, doesn't it? 
But if that's the case, I want to get there 10 minutes early. I need to leave my house at 548. That'll allow me to get there at 10 minutes early. And you know what? Leave at 548. And it's the same with anything. If you're having trouble being on time to work, then time how long it takes you to get to work and leave at the right time. Get in the habit, though, of especially at church, arriving respectfully and graciously early. Um, Now, when you're going to somebody's house for dinner, remember, you need to be graciously and respectfully early. If you're going to somebody's dinner and somebody invited you to the house, unless they told you to get there early, and they said, hey, um, we'll start at 6 o'clock, don't get there at 5.30. That's too early. That's disrespectfully early. That's just, no, you don't get there half an hour early. But maybe you get there at 5.50, 5.55. That's a good, respectful time to be early, too. Number two, to help you be more punctual, number two, prepare the night before to be punctual. You say, how can I prepare the night before to be punctual? Whether it be for work or for church or for another activity, prepare ahead of time to be on time. So like for church, for example, and we'll use a lot of examples of church today. For church, you can go ahead and set out your church clothes and make sure everything is ironed and ready to go. So for instance, every Saturday night, my wife and I will get all our clothes out and we'll have them ready to go. I'll have my suit and my shirt, my dress shirt, iron it. I'll have my shoes polished. I'll have my tie hanging out. I'll have everything ready to go. So in the morning when I go out for my devotions on Sunday morning, I'll do my devotions, and then everything's ready to go, so I'll be make sure I'm on time. Because there have been a few Sundays where I overslept just a little bit, and I have to rush. And it's a good thing my clothes were already ready to go, because it saved me that 10 minutes of time to get everything out and ready to go. And so that's a great Saturday night routine to pick out everything you want. I go so far on Saturday that I'll even take my pens that I'm going to be carrying in my suit coat and I'll put them in my suit coat the night before. And so it's a great thing to do. Pick out your socks, go ahead and put them in your shoes and have them ready to go. You can do that with work as well. Every single day, what I do is I set my clothes out on my chair where I do my devotions. I set my clothes out because right now, The way our bedroom is situated in a fifth wheel, it's just a little difficult. So what I'll do is when everybody else is asleep, I go out in the living room and I have my clothes ready to go. It allows me and saves me just that little bit of time so I can get into my devotions quicker. And so the more you do the night before, the less you have to think about in the morning. And so it's a good idea if you want to do your devotions or be on time to make sure to set out your stuff the night before and be prepared to be punctual the night before. Number three, learn to set reminders and leave notes for yourself. If there's something you need to do or something you need to pick up at a certain time, learn to set a reminder on your phone. Say, hey, Google. Say, hey, what's the what's the iPhone one? Um, hey, Siri, I think it is. And say, hey, t- remind me at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning to pick up the cake for the party. Um, or leave a sticky note on your bathroom mirror says, hey, take the food to work today or whatever, and uh, leave a sticky note on your mirror, but learn to leave ways to remind yourself of things that need to get done. Because inevitably, one day you're supposed to, you know, they're going to have a lunch at work today and you you made egg egg salad sandwiches and, and you had them in the fridge, but you forgot to you, you forgot to grab them before you left for work. And all of a sudden you're five minutes down the road and you realize, ah, I forgot the egg salad sandwiches. And what do you do? You turn around, you pick up the egg salad sandwiches, and now you're late to work. And so it would be better just to remind yourself in the first place. That way you don't 
forget it. Number four, make note of how much gas is in your car and learn to fill up before it hampers your schedule. So if you jump in the car on Sunday morning only to remember you have less than a quarter tank of gas and you're already strapped for time, now you're going to be really late. And so think ahead. If you're running low on gas on Saturday and you know what, um, I don't want to make sure we're not late tomorrow. I don't want to have to get gas tomorrow. Go up and fill up Saturday night. Sometimes it may be inconvenient because you'd rather just, you know, let's just get home. But remember that it's a good idea if you want to be punctual and you want to be on time, never leave yourself in a situation where you have to get gas. Uh, like it's just a necessity. I'm going to have to get gas the next time this car starts. So there's four tips to be more punctual. Now, on the subject of the right time, I never want to do an episode to where it's just the practical, everyday, kind of personable, humorous side of it. I also want to make it practical spiritually as well. Because within Scripture, God has a lot to say about time in Scripture. In fact, the word time is mentioned 573 times in God's Word. But when I think about time within Scripture— the verse that always comes to my mind, it was a theme for our church, was Romans 13, 11, which, which says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believed. I love that phrase, now it is high time. Let's be honest. Too many Christians are sitting around waiting for who knows what, to do something for God. Can I just tell you something? Stop sitting around and waiting for the quote-unquote right time to do something for God. Most people, when saying that, they actually mean the most convenient time. What works for me, what works for my schedule, what feels good to me, and they intend to make God wait around until they feel like serving Him. The problem with that is the Bible says that our life is even as a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. Friend, there is no need to wait. Let's move forward. Now it is high time. I encourage my teenagers, don't wait until you're an adult to serve God. Don't wait until you're an adult to start being involved in the different ministries at church. Don't wait until you're an adult. Serve God now. Now it is high time. It's high time to serve the Lord. Don't put it off. Now is the time to serve God. Now is the time. Those listening out there, now is the time to contact your pastor and find a ministry to serve in. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till a year down the road when you're going to retire. Serve God now. Now is the time. If you're a teenager, as I just said, now is the time to serve God and set a right example at home and school. If you're single, now is the time to develop your relationship with God in prayer and reading of His Word. If you're married, now is the time to love your wife as Christ loved the church or, or to love your husband and submit to Him as you should. Now it is high time. The right time to serve God is not somewhere down the road. The right time to serve God is now in this moment. I ask you this. Ask God and say, God, how can I serve you today? And he'll tell you. He'll tell you. And he'll put something on your heart to do for him. Just remember this. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Today. 
now it is high time. If there's somebody listening today, and maybe you've just found Sandy Creek Stirrings and you just started listening, or maybe you've been listening for a while, and you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you. You've never had that moment where you've called upon the name of the Lord to save you, to wash you from your sins, and to give you a home in heaven. If you've never done that before, the Bible says now is the day of salvation. Friend, it is not worth putting off until a different day. It's not worth putting off until this afternoon after work. No, if you've never asked Jesus Christ in your heart to save you, and you may be riding in your car to work right now, listening to a podcast on the way to work, then now is the day of salvation. Today is the day to trust Him. Don't wait any longer. You can accept Jesus Christ right there in your vehicle. You can accept Christ right there in your office. You can accept Jesus Christ right there wherever you are. And it's just those simple facts of knowing that we are all sinners. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Look, my friend, we are all sinners. We all come short of the glory, the perfectness of God. We'll never be as holy. We'll never be as perfect. We'll never be as righteous as Him. It's impossible because we are sinners. And if we sin one time, we are a sinner. The Bible continues in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Do you know because we are a sinner, we are condemned to die an eternal death in hell? That's our wage. That's our paycheck for sin. For the wages of sin is death, that death in hell, not just a dying and going to the grave, but a death of judgment, a death of going to hell. For the wages of sin is death. I love the second part of that verse, though. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible continues on that thought, Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth, that's a big word, that means God gave, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Friend, even though we were sinners, even though we deserve the wage of dying and going to hell, God gave us his love anyway. And we can accept that gift of love if we'll simply call on his name as Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13 tells us to do. For whosoever, that means anybody, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do, friend, is just ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you. You don't have to give money to the church. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to do any of those things to have salvation. You need only to kneel before Christ. Say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I deserve to die and go to hell. But God, I'm so thankful that even though I was a sinner and I was separated from you, I'm so thankful you loved me enough to come and to be born and to die on a cross for my sins, to shed your blood so that my sins could be washed away, and that you rose again on the third day to prove that you were indeed God. And Lord, I I pray that you'd please come into my heart and save me. Wash away my sins. Make heaven my home. I'm trusting only in you, for there's nothing I can do to go to heaven. A simple prayer, my friend, is all that is needed to accept the great gift of God's sacrifice that he sacrificed for you.
if you've never done that before. Today is the day of salvation. Romans 13, 11, now it is high time. You say, when's the right time to get saved? Right now, right in this moment. As we said, the right time to serve God is now in this moment. In the same way, the right time to get saved is right now in this moment. Now it is high time. Today is the day of salvation. Get saved today. Don't put it off any longer. For all my listeners, I'm so thankful for you. Now, what you mean to Sandy Creek Stirrings, this podcast would not be what it would what it is without you. And so we're so thankful for you. I pray and hope today's bless today's lesson has been a blessing to your heart. And I pray and hope that if you're somebody who struggles with being punctual, that today you would make an effort within your heart to say, God, you know what? I'm going to be punctual. I'm going to start being on time to things. And I pray and hope that God will help you with that. If this if this episode has been an encouragement to you, let me encourage you to go on Facebook and share it with others so that others can see an episode that you enjoyed. Let me also encourage you, if you enjoy Sandy Creek Stirrings and you've been able to just have a great time with this content, then why don't you go over to Apple Podcast if you listen on that platform and you can leave us a review and just simply tell other people what you enjoy about Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm so thankful for you. Keep serving God. Remember right now, the right time to serve God is right now. Serve Him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. As you do, my friend, keep looking up and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.